but God, God has a way of knowing exactly what we want and, and what we need. So thank you for that. He is so good all the time. All the time. He's so good. He knows exactly. And when we change job positions, he gives us better jobs with better rates of pay. Less commute, right? Less commute, better position, an atmosphere around you of people to build you up. To build you up. And then in a position where you can share how good God's been to you. He's been so good to me. He'll do it for you too. Amen. Steve, that's for you. Amen. Amen. God's got good things he wants to give to his children. Right? He just has so many good things. He just doesn't know how to do bad. He never has a bad day. He never produces anything that would hurt you, anything that would uh, condemn you, anything that would make you sick. He doesn't have it. It's not in heaven. It's not of his character. God has good things good things for his children good things this day to be poured out in this place good things he wants to talk to us about and i just thank god for pastor jordan being obedient i just really felt too there was the disappointments there was a real anointing of healing that went through this place and many times we may see well we may think well it you know it wasn't a body part that got healed but the heart is a tremendous part of you right god is concerned when your heart hurts and and he wants you whole he he disappointments happen life happens and you know and sometimes it's not in your control it's in other people that are doing it or being part of it but god wants you to just amen we've been released from that today I just thank God for that anointing that went through this place today. And you'll find a big difference when you go forward from here. That, that um, mm, amen, that's that same anointing again. That same anointing. He wants you to go forth from here. And that tears are a way of washing out, right? He washes out the hurt. He washes out the anxiety. He washes it out. And so if you have tears, that's okay. Let God wash it out and then say, I'm free. I'm free. Amen. Right? Free to live for him. That's what he wants us to be. Be, be all that we can be in him. I, he, he just wants the very, very best for you. The very best. Amen. 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 Where to start, Lord? <laughs> I have many notes. Hallelujah. Amen. But this morning, we just wanted to honor the women in this place. We wanted to honor God's design for women. Women are, are, been, are chosen. Women are created. Women are fashioned the way that God chose. Amen. We are godly women chosen by design. Women of faith, prayer, and purpose. We are daughters of grace and glory. Amen? And so we're going to start at the beginning. We'll just see. This morning, I, it's a different for me. I believe that God wants me to read a lot of scripture this morning. And I know many times I don't look at these, and I'm trying to just kind of. But there's something specific that God wants for you today. And so I've got a lot of scripture we're just going to read through. And I believe that the word speaks to your heart. 
his word knows your heart more than any word that I could speak to you. Amen? So that's what we're doing this morning. In Genesis 20, 20, uh, verse 20, you know, I remember when Adam, in the beginning, right, God had Adam, and, and Adam called and named all the animals and everything, and God placed him in the garden, and then he said, Adam, you have no, no one to be with you, no, no suitable helper for you. And so we know the story, God put Adam to sleep and, and fashioned and formed out of his side, his very breath, his, out of his side, close to him. Not a piece of his foot, not a piece of his toe, right? God fashioned woman out of his side. We are to be side to side with our, with our mate, with our spouse, yeah. side to side, heart to heart, yeah. right there. Yeah. That's, where God, that's what God made you for. And so um, Eve was a companion for him. And Eve, Eve was the man with the womb. And Eve, God built her, come on, built her and fashioned her. And every man should say in here, whoa, man. <laughs> right? Didn't God do a good job? Didn't God do a good job? Come on, whoa, man. You did a good job exactly what I needed, exactly the shape, the size, exactly what I needed, right? Amen. God knows. God knows. And he puts us together, right, that we are bone. He, Adam said that he, she was bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Amen. Um, there are other people, um, three couples that I want to just name this morning is um, Abraham, right? father of many nations. Uh, Sarah was called the princess, the daughter of grace. And Abraham and Sarah fathered their only child and then fathered and, and had many other princes to be called to raise up nations. The one that I want to focus on today very much is Joseph and Mary. Both Joseph and Mary were of a kingly descent. Both Joseph and Mary were strategically put for such a time as this. They were born in their generation that God needed them to thrive in and God needed them to um, do his bidding, his purpose in the earth at that time. And it's the same with this generation that we're in. God is looking for men and women hearts that would be um, open to allow him to move through, right? To allow him to show himself strong on your behalf. And so that's me. Amen? Amen. So in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, let me get situated here. God's got a lot for us, and we'll just, Lord, help me get to the right part that we need today. Amen? Because I can write a lot of things down, but we, uh, we need the part that he wants. It's the part that he wants, okay? And so the part that I kept going around when I kept thinking about Mother's Day was Mary saying in verse 28, when, the, when the, the angel came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, amen, endued with grace. We are women of grace. Mary was a woman of grace. She was of kingly descent. Um, um, I just wanted to just go to that part for a second. Endued means to be invested or endowed with a quality and ability. Mary had a quality and ability within her she had DNA, royal DNA going through her. She had the ideal stamina 
the right fortitude, the right parents to teach her to love God and to hear his voice. Right. Isn't that so important? As we raise our children, as we raise our families, we teach them to love God with all their heart, with all their might, with all their soul, with all their strength. And as we pattern and live that in our lives before us, that's called training up a child. You know, we can instruct them and we can tell them, do this, do this, do this, do this. But if they don't see it in your home, they're not going to do it. We have to live the life before them. We have to pattern, we have to train. And so that's what Mary was equipped. She was born for such a time as this, created by divine design to be the one, the chosen one for that hour. That's what we are in raising our children. You are chosen for this hour to raise the next generation for God. Amen? Amen. So, and that's where we are. We are positioned in the right place in the right time, right? Right place, right time. The other women come and remember Moses' mother, how she saw that he was a, a, a baby that was, that was precious, that she hid him, Moses, for three months so that um, the, the soldiers wouldn't kill him. She saw there was something about him. Women have an intuition, right, to see into their children, to see the, what God has designed for them to be. And they cover them. They hide them under the shadow of their wings. They train them. They protect them. They rear them. The first five years of a child's life is so important, so important. A thousand books, you say, they need to read before they're five years old? Read to your children. Amen. Talk to Craig about that. <laughs> Zachariah and Elizabeth, again, a godly a godly uh, endowing of God's presence for Elizabeth being old in age to bear forth John the Baptist. John the Baptist was, was uh, very big in the, um, the timing of Jesus coming on the scene because he kept crying out, prepare the way, prepare the way. The king is coming, prepare the way. And so he had a position, he had a place, he had a right time that he needed to be in. And again, his mother was um, instrumental. Amen? We're honoring women today. Mary, come on, Mary in the New Testament. Mary anointed so many things God had delivered her of and set her free. And, and Mary came to Jesus in the midst of a, a dinner one night and poured costly perfume upon him. And Jesus said that not to rebuke her, but that this would be said throughout all generations of a, as a remembrance to what she did to me. Right? It's the right place, right time, right thing that you do honors God. The women were at the cross in the tomb and in the upper room. The women were there. God positioned them to be helpers, to serve, to, to, to um, uh, orchestrate, right, behind the scenes. Many times you may see the men up front, but a lot of times you'll see the women behind because they're orchestrating. That's their position in him. So um, in um, the Amplified and the, the Classic, I want to just go there. Um, hmm, let's just see here. Okay. When Mary, when the Spirit of the living God, he said that you will be overshadowed with a shining cloud. With a shining cloud. Doesn't that sound like the Mount of Transfiguration? With a shining cloud. God's presence came upon her. And when we were singing this morning, I was thinking about how, how God's presence equips us and deposits into us what we need. And when we get lost in worship, and when we get lost and we, it's not to go by feelings. 
It's not to go by the right tempo of the song or whatever, but it's your heart communing with him, right? Your heart communing with him that his presence and, and your heart are talking. Communing. They're talking. My heart is worshiping and God is smiling, right? He loves his children. He loves his children. And so in, in um, verse 31, the angel came to Mary and in verse 31, I, what I want to just hear for a sec, say for a second is, in the Amplified Classic, it says, it says, and listen. In the New King James, it just says, behold. But I like the word listen. Because many times, women can be many of uh, many words. <laughs> and my husband often says to me, you're not listening. Amen. <laughs> okay? So it caught my attention when this happened to Mary. <laughs> She was listening, and the angel gave her specific instruction. Uh, she asked a question. The, um, the angel answered, how is this going to happen? In verse 36, he, um, the angel said to her again, and listen. He was wanting to give her detailed information. And that's what we need when we are listening to the spirit of the living God, his inward voice within us. I know Mary had an angel come to her, but primarily you're going to be led by your, the inward voice, the voice of the spirit within you, the voice of his word, yeah. right? The, the, your voice will always echo the word, okay? So in verse 36, again, the angel said, and listen. And the angel began to be, um, tell her about Elizabeth. And, and the, what, she, what she heard at that moment was a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is... is um, it concerns facts in the mind of God concerning people, places, and things. And so she received information that Elizabeth, like they didn't have telephones, they couldn't text each other, you know? This was information that she couldn't have gotten any other way. And so a word of knowledge came from the, from the, um, from the angel and, uh, and told her what was happening. And um, the word of wisdom always speaks concerning the future. Wisdom is past, right? Plans and purpose, past things that ha have happened. Elizabeth was expecting. It was past. The word of wisdom is the future of what you will go forth to do. And, and God said to her that she would go forth and that she will become pregnant and she will give birth. That's future. Amen? So the Spirit of God wants you to know information. And in your, the atmosphere of your home, as you're praying in your relationship with him, he will give you information. And you will have a knowing of what to do and where to be. And just a, a little backtrack here. Sorry, I set that page down. But talking about Joseph. Now, come on. This is where the men really need to kind of help me here for a minute. Okay? Joseph was the one that when, when after the, the, uh, the presence of the Lord came upon Mary and she was found expecting and she went to see Elizabeth and, and um, Joseph was really thinking of just putting her away and divorcing her, not marrying her. The courtship time is normally about a year in, at that time and she would only have been just a young youth, right? 13, it's about 13 years of age that they would marry. And so anyway, Joseph was thinking on all this, and four times, if you read through the book of Matthew in chapter 1, four times an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. And each time, 
um, that, that angels spoke to him about, you know, go ahead and take Mary as your wife. Another time, um, the Joseph, an angel appeared to Joseph and told him after the, the baby was born um, to take up the young child, go to Egypt, because his life was in jeopardy. They rose up at night. They obeyed. Obedience. Come on, this is Joseph. This is men receiving instruction, pointed instruction and timing, right? And this is what women need to recognize in the men, that men are the head and the leadership of the household. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But I want to put in a plug here for Joseph. Amen? And I, even after Herod died, again, um, the angel appeared to him in a dream and told him to go back to Israel. And, and, um, and they um, went to the, the region of Galilee, and then he was directed to go to the town of Nazareth. So it was a progression. It was a leading. It was Joseph, head of the house, receiving a leading, receiving instruction, protection, direction, and position. The Lord used Joseph to position them in Nazareth to fulfill scripture. The right town, right place. Amen? Joseph heard from the Lord. Men are the head of, the, of the, our, our families. Men are going to receive and do receive instruction and protection and direction and position. And as we, as women, put ourselves in allowing them, come on, allowing men to be the head of our homes, allowing them to have big shoulders, take the responsibilities if things go good and if things go, hmm, okay? And we as women, we get to pray. We get to pray. And we need to do more praying than saying. And we need to do more listening than talking. I didn't say saying, I said talking. <laughs> Women are gifted in words, amen, amen. And so Mary, after all of this, in, in Luke 138, Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And that's what inspired this message that God has put in my heart today. Be it unto me according to your word. Your word is the highest authority Jesus became flesh. He became the word of God, right? Jesus. And so when we listen and when we base our life on the word of God, we will always have a firm anchor, a strong place to stand on. And when we do things in God's divine design order, we will live peaceably and quietly in this land. Amen? God wants the best for us. He wants the very, very best. He wants our homes to be in peace. He wants our, our, our lives to be full of joy. He wants, uh, he, he wants you to see many good days. Days. With long life, I will bless you. With long and a satisfying life, I will bless you and I will lead you. So I'm, we're going to flip over here to Ephesians. And I'm going to read in the Passion Translation because as I was reading it, I like the wording. So in Ephesians chapter 5, it's talking about our relationships. Husband and wife. Now, I argued with the Lord because I'm like, who am I to say anything about marriage or anything like that? You know what I mean? But, but I just thought, we need to have balance. We need to have instruction. We need to have, because in this crazy mixed up world, they have so many different ideas of what a family is and what a marriage is or isn't, right? 
And so when we base and pattern our lives after what he says, then we have a pattern for good success. Amen? So that's what he wants for us. And so in Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to start at verse 20. And it says, always give thanks to Father God. For every person he brings into your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. For wives, this means being devoted to your husbands like you are tenderly devoted to our Lord. For the husband provides leadership for the wife, just as Christ provides leadership for his church. Come on, it's, it's mirroring. Christ is always our example. And what he did and what had the position that he has in the church is the replica and the design that God has placed husband and wife in a relationship in the family. Okay? He says, for the husband provides leadership for the wife just as Christ provides leadership for his church as the savior and reviver of the body. In the same way, the church is devoted to Christ. Let the wives be devoted to their husbands in everything. And to the husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy, pure, and cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. All that he does is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise in him, glorious, radiant, beautiful, and holy, without fault or flaw. Husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives the same way that they love and care for their own bodies. Pause for a second. The same way that they care for their own bodies. Just as you take care of your own body, you feed your own body, you groom your own body, <laughs> you wash your own body, you protect your own body, you take care of it if it's hurt, you look after your body. That is the same way a husband looks after his wife. The same way that anything that you would do to yourself, give to yourself, you would give and do to your wife also. If you would beat yourself, you don't beat yourself. Why would you beat your wife? Right? Now, I know I'm not talking to anybody here. Right? This is going online. And many people, this culture has a slanted view of what marriage and what a relationship should be. Relationship and marriage is a man and a woman. Right? Endued with power and grace to produce and live a holy life before God with all reverence and with all love towards him. And so as we honor each other, that's it, we're getting back into the women's part here in a moment, but I want to promote the men. You are the highest head of your family. You are graced with wisdom, knowledge, giftings, giftings, talents. You are the God-man of your house. Amen? Amen? Come on, women. Yes. You are the God-men of your house, and we give you place. Yes. Amen? Amen? So, husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives the same way that they love and care for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. 
No one abuses his own body, but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. And that's exactly what Christ does for his church. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. And for this reason, a man is to leave his father and his mother and lovingly hold to his wife, since the two have become joined and as one flesh. Marriage is a beautiful design of the Almighty, a great and sacred mystery, meant to be a vivid example of Christ and his church. So every married man should be gracious to his wife, just as he is gracious to himself, and every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. Amen? Amen. We're going to go through that, and in verse 22, I liked how it said, that every the wives are to be devoted to their husbands what does that word devoted mean right what does it mean we're going to go over to um, um, the amplified version of that let me get it here sorry okay because i like the wording that was in it in verse 33 verse 33 it says however let each man of you without exception love his wife being in a sense his very own self let the wife this is the wife's part come on men sit back relax okay relax this is the wife part because wives you have an opportunity you are their help meet you have come from their side you are at their side you are not the head <laughs> You are not the leadership of the home. The husband bears the responsibility for the leadership of the home. Now, I understand that every, each person, husband and wife, are graced with different things. Some are more graced in finances. Whatever way the two of you work it out. But as long as the end outcome is, he's the head. And I am devoted to him. However, however, hmm, without exception, um, being in a very sense of very own self, let the wife see that she respects. Respect your man. Respect, many times we don't understand or see what they go through um, in their workplaces. Respect him and honor him that he keeps a job. <laughs> he, he brings food home and provides for this household. He has the responsibility um, to um, provide tuition for your children, <laughs> to have a, a roof over your head. Come on, this is a man's responsibility. And we are to respect that. Respect what he goes through in a day. And many times when he gets home from work, give him a moment. <laughs> the Holy Spirit taught me this years ago. I used to have like a revolve rod up about my day, and this kid did that, and I spanked everybody so many times, my hand has a, a blood blister, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, and I would be standing at the door with my hands on the hips, and like, your kids... And there's one waiting in the room, and he's needing a spanking, because when I spanked him, he laughed. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> so anyways, give him some space when you get in the door, and listen to the Holy Spirit. There's a right time for that conversation. Keep it. Keep it. There's a right time for the conversation where the heart is softened and the air is clear and you're relaxed and can have a conversation. Not a, I told you this happened, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Draw back. Take a step back. Take a breath. Count to ten. <laughs> 
respect and reveres her husband, that she notices him. Come on, when you first got were dating, you noticed what he wore. You noticed what he smelled like. You noticed what shoes he had on his feet. <laughs> Come on, women. Come on. You noticed him. Your heart pounded when he came into the room. <gasps> I can't wait to see him Friday night. We would bike miles to see each other <laughs> on, a, on a bicycle, 10 speed. Hmm. Anyways, notice him, regards him, honors him, prefers him. Put his need maybe before yours, right? But even as Christ loved the church, even as he gives to his own body, he'll be aware. God knows how to talk to him, what you have need of, what you have need of. Um, prefer him, venerate, esteem him, and that she defers to him, praises him, loves him, and admires him exceedingly. 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 Admire. Admire with that inward adorning. Uh, God has... Hmm. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's just pray. <laughs> right words, right place, right timing. Amen? That's what we're looking for. Because God is building up into us godly homes, godly marriages. Stand for truth. Stand against the deception of the grass is greener on the other side. It's not just male, that's female also. Okay? It's not greener on the other side. When you get running, get out of the car, and Joseph Prince talks about, you know, being in a place and seeing the green pasture over there, and he gets out of the car, and he gets running across the green pasture, like, and all of a sudden he's like, but what is all this brown poop on my feet, <laughs> right? There must have been many church sheep here, <laughs> right? And so beware the wolves that would try to tear apart your homes. Guard each other. Don't drive, male or female, the opposite sex, in a vehicle by yourself, anywhere. Come on, use some wisdom, amen, Marnie. Come on, take another person with you. Don't put yourself in a vulnerable position. Don't be left the last one in the building or the last one in the church or the last one at the party with an opposite side of the sex that's not your spouse. Okay? Use some wisdom. You guard. You protect what God has given you. You don't allow the wolves to come into your house. Amen? So guard against it. Don't allow the enemy put you in a position of compromise. Amen? Even, even, even talk at the water fountain, right? Because when you talk to someone long enough and you share your feelings long enough, when you share your feelings and you talk and you talk and come on, that's the way a man works, a woman works, all of a sudden your feelings go towards that person because they listened to me, right? So it's important that when you get home after your days of work, I know a lot of women work now too, Give yourself some space. Give yourself a few moments to talk because your wife has many words and she needs to get them out. 
And you may be going like, <clears throat> but if you don't get them, some other man or person might. Right? So listen, just like Mary listened. Listen to each other. I'm learning, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, he's, he's teaching me. He's teaching me. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to um, Peter, 1 Peter 3, and then we're going to wrap it up. We're done. Amen. 1 Peter, chapter 3. Talking about marriage relationship, this is what we're doing today. Amen? And it said in, um, we're jumping down, I don't know where we started here. Verse, verse 3. Okay. Let your true beauty talking about you women, come on, let your true beauty come from your inner personality, not a focus on the external. For lasting beauty comes from a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is precious in God's sight and is much more important than the outward adornment of elaborate hair, jewelry, and other fine clothes. Holy women of long ago who had their hopes set, sorry, I had to go by that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, hold well, on. Uh, okay. Not the importance of outward adornment of elaborating, elaborate hair, jewelry, and fine clothes. God knows, and there has been several times throughout all the years that I was distraught or upset or whatever, and the Spirit of the Lord would say to me, go have a nap. I'd lay down and have a nap because I really needed it. And, and as soon as I awoke, the spirit, the inward voice, the Holy Spirit in me would say, if I could bless you with one thing, what would it be? And the very first time that the Holy Spirit said that to me, I'm like, wow. We were, we, I was born and raised in jeans and a t-shirt. And this whole church scene of getting dressed up was not my deal, okay? And, and I just had a baby our oldest, and, and I was still feeling misplaced and not in church. And, and um, so anyways, the Holy Spirit said to me, if I could bless you with one thing, what would it be? And out of my mouth came, I'd really like a peach dress. I'm like, whew, do I? <laughs> but that's what came out of my mouth. And that weekend, our, our, my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law came over, and they had these gifts. They had three or four little gifts on the table, all wrapped up, bows and everything on them and everything. And I thought, well, they're from Shauna, our oldest daughter. And, and, and um, so anyways, uh, yes, some of them were. She opened them. And one of them, one of the things, sorry, this is a little side note too, was a little um, ornament, a wooden doll that was um, sitting on a little bench, and you would wind her up and she would sing music. But he told me that he had to repair her because her arm was broken, her leg had fallen off, you know what I mean? And I had kind of felt like that, right? But God, when God winds you up, he will put a song in your heart. He will add music to your life, amen? So anyways, the last thing that I opened was my peach dress. It was a peach dress. I never told anybody, only the Holy Ghost, I answered him. And that only three days later, a peach dress came to my door. And, and I put it on, it fit, it was perfect and everything else, but then I realized I don't look good in peach. But, <laughs> but anyway, several times throughout the years, you know, the Holy Spirit, God knows what you have need of. 
And if you just express it to him, he will orchestrate and move the moon to get it to you. Amen? Amen. Let me get back to where I'm going here. Okay. Sorry. There we go. Uh, I don't know what verse it is. Verse 6, I think it is. Holy women of long ago who had, their, who had set their hopes in God beautified themselves with lives lived in deference to her own husband's authority. For example, our mother Sarah devoted herself to her husband, Abraham, and even called him master. Have you thought about that? <laughs> and you have become... <laughs> And you, yes, my Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you have become her daughters <clears throat> when you do what is right without fear and intimidation. I like that in the, in, in the um, Amplified. It talks about with, without living wrought up and overcome with anxiety, Right? That when we, when, we, when we are daughters of grace, we live in the grace that God gives us for the moment. Yeah. Side note here. W women are multifaceted. Faceted. And, and we, in the book of Proverbs, we have many different things that we orchestrate in the home. Lunches, homes, you know, meals, uh, whatever, 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 whatever. Multifaceted. And so God knows that, right? And he will give you grace for that thing. Live in the moment. Live it moment by moment, following his leadership. And many times he'll say, now do this, and I'll go do it. Because he knows the list. My husband's a man of lists, and all through the years he would say to me, well, just make a list and you'll get something done. And I'm like, it would take me all day to make the list and I'd get nothing done. <laughs> and so... And so I've learned to just live by what the Holy Ghost says. He knows I will make a list for myself now, like I mean a bit. But I will, I will just follow the direction, right? We, he orchestrates our lives. When we ask him for help, he will. Husbands, you, must, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as a feminine partners who deserve to be honored. For they are co-heirs with you. This is good of the divine grace of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. When your home is in harmony, what you can ask for, you will receive. Words spoken are hard to get back. They're like daggers in the heart and daggers in the back and they replay in people's minds. And so many times if you've been hurt, that's where at the beginning of this service, you need to grab hold of those words, capture them. Take them captive, it says in, in, in Corinthians. Take those words captive and say, Lord, I give this to you, right? And we are released from it. And so we need to be, uh, watch what comes to the words that come out of our mouths. When the Holy Spirit changed the direction of my message, I thought I was going to be preaching a whole message just on the words that came out of your mouth. But words will 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 set the course before you for life or for death and words spoken in your home between a couple or whatever god hears and words last in the atmosphere you can walk into a place and like whoo something's been spoken here <laughs> right 
you can cut it with a knife, yeah. right? So let's watch over our words. Let's speak um, our, that our mouths would be seasoned with grace, with gracious words, with gracious words. And we're going to stop right there. I'm done. I'm out of time. <laughs> Did I get enough words? <laughs> I want the women to just stand. Sorry? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. No? Okay. I want the women to just stand. I just want to pray a blessing over you. Just stand, women. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up. I just, I just want to speak blessing over you this day. God just sees hearts. He sees chosen women that he's designed to live in this hour. He has, you've been birthed in this generation for a purpose. And when you've lost purpose and you've lost your footing, God can reset you again. Set your focus on him and he will reset you. The prayer that he gave me was in Rome, Numbers, <laughs> Number 6, verse 24 to 26. You can look it up when you go home. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So, Father, I just pray the peace that passes all understanding would guard their hearts and their minds. Lord, that you would be gracious unto them, that you would meet them in their moments of life where their heart turns to you. Lord, you grace them. Grace them with the ability to function, the ability to know things. Give them words of knowledge and wisdom of their children, of their workplace, of their homes and their husbands. Give them a place of prayer, Lord, that they can petition you, that they can come before the throne of grace to receive help and mercy in their time of need. Lord, I just pray blessing. <laughs> blessing. Blessing upon these women, gifted and graced to live for you in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been called many names. Sorry about that, Sam. <laughs> yes. Oh, glory. You know, the, the, the interesting thing that the world doesn't understand today is that everyone has a mother, right? Everyone has a mother. Over five billion people born on this earth, and a man didn't deliver any of them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that part of God that we didn't have. Men didn't have to deliver. Yeah, I've seen six of them, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, happy Mother's Day, ladies. It is offering time. It's, and so, again, you, there's several ways you can give um, online at wordchurch.whatever. You'll get it up there somewhere. And 
There we go. Give online. Wordchurch.ca forward slash give. And uh, the basket at the back and so on. Amen. So let's say this together because we need to speak words over what we, we were doing. Amen. And so this is my seed. I sow it into the kingdom of God. Seed, do what you do best, grow. I sow you to spread the gospel. I sow you to strengthen believers. I sow you to go where I cannot. I sow you to grow, multiply, and return in great supply. Harvest, I receive you. Lack, I resist you. His sufficient, I walk in abundance of grace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we ask your blessings on the food we're about to receive. You said you bless our bread and the water. You take sickness away from the midst of us. We receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Word care team will be up here in just a second. If you need prayer for anything or minister to, they would love to do that. God bless.